One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Jacob Preston, I love you and your flowing locks. Can you please continue to score this amazingly well? We're making this video after the games, guys, so there will be some updates following this. Just want to get this out as soon as possible for you guys in the morning tomorrow. Maddie Burton, welcome back. Very happy to see you running the football again. That was the biggest part of this game, guys. 134 meters for Maddie Burton in this one. Kick meters were there. Negatives were very much removed with just that one error. Obviously, the line break and the try. And doing his thing again, so very, very happy to see that. He will still lose some money this week. He was on a bit of a slide after the first two games, and round three was a great one for him. So... You know, he'll still be closer to that 600k mark and it you know, could be a guy over the next bunch of weeks if the Bulldogs continue to get better and better. Obviously, they almost fell apart and and lost this one. A couple of nice runs from Lukey Brooks to get them through down that left-hand side. And yeah, well, they almost lost it. I can't believe it. They were amazing in that first half, led by a few guys like Alamotti, who we'll speak of in the near future. But Matty Burton, yeah, one of those guys that definitely need to keep on your radar now that he's dropping some price. Stefano Utoikamanu, he had a delightful game as well. 40 tackles in, in his 46 minutes was absolutely crazy. So well done to him. He was spectacular there with the try saver as well. 80 meters gain, two turnover tackles, just did absolutely everything in this one to help his team get close. And uh, it wasn't me, but yeah, great work from him. And anyone who owns him, he goes up a fair bit in price now. We definitely didn't expect this after that first game. It was a very average sort of score for him. And then he's got the try last week and, and come out with defensive work this one, which was really good. Fanua Pole. So he had a delightful game as well, getting a try in this one for 54 minutes. Just very awkward price, guys. Avoid him like the plague. Jacob Preston, our beautiful man of the moment. The 54 for him. I'm not sure if he'll keep that line break. It was a contentious one. Tom Chester, for example, he had his. And then it was taken away in updates. So we'll see what happens with Preston. But still... Yeah, we'll get a 50 either way. He was delightful again. And in a game where, you know, didn't go as well for him as last week, he was still able to score almost as much, which is great. And 80 minutes for him, it looks like, and hopefully he will get this on a regular basis, depending on how things go with Tevita Pangai Jr. when he comes back. 
as to how they play that middle if RFM plays more on that right. But I really think that Preston has earned that spot as much as you know, Raymond's a great edge player. He's also great through the middle. And I think that they, while they're winning, especially, there's no need to change that winning formula. So he did really, really well. But obviously, the majority of people did look to pick him up and earn now by just under 25%. NRL.com, can you please get a photo of young Jacob Preston? That would be delightful. How has Reed not got a photo either? Is that a dog's issue? It may be. Maybe we'll blame it on the dogs. Dogs fans, sort it out. David Clemmer, 48. And again, a couple of low ones in a row after his awesome start. So I, I think we'll expect that from Clem at the moment with the Tigers. Minutes won't be up in that 60 plus very regularly like they were at the night. So you will see games like this in around that 48 mark. Reedy, I feel like he's going to update a little bit. He was kind of in everything. And you can see that there. Obviously, the tackles being 39 made four misses does hurt his score a little bit. And they didn't give him that try assist for Burton. Maybe they, they thought that he did a little bit too much. He did get the line break assist, but the try uh, no, atro- no try assist on that one. So again, we'll see in updates. And, and personally, I hope that he doesn't. But I know for you guys that picked him up, and there's a bit of a chunk of people that have him now at 13% after scoring so well in those first few games that you, know, you can get that try assist there. But good news for him is that he's, he's creating forced dropouts. He's kicking, he's kicking 260 meters, guys. Wow. So... Definitely making up for any lack of running meters he had. And he had two good ball uh, tackles there to dislodge it. One of them was on Adam Dewey at the end, which is not lovely for anyone who owns Adam like myself. But yeah, uh, some lovely tackles in there, in amongst some sort of bump offs and misses like that when he's diving at legs. And yeah, very much standard for what we, we know of Reedy. But yeah, I almost put him this week and I expect him to go up to about a 50 or 52 there in that one. But yeah, Reedy, good option going forward as well. Luke Brooks, every time I look at him, he was bouncing off a tackle in that first half and that you know, first part of the second. And then things kind of worked out for him a little bit better at the end of that second half. And he made some great runs. And we know how good of a ball runner he is. He's not an organizer. What the strangest thing was here was that they ended up moving Adam Dewey to fullback and Charlie Staines to the wing. So I don't know why they're doing this mid-game. I don't know why Adam Dewey's the one that they have to move when he's their best organizing player. Very frustrating, and, and we'll speak about that in a little bit down the track when we get down to Dewey's score, who's so low on this list, unfortunately. Out of cards, a couple of nice tries. Him and Alamotti working so well together, and that was uh, really exciting to see, which we'll speak about him in a second. Happy Coruscant, 47. If you own him, you, it's still very worrisome, you know, with the missed tackles that he normally gets, guys. He's just not really a fantasy hooking gun, so that's something you need to address in your side. Brent Naden, a 47, so really good one first game, really bad second really good the third and this is him guys he, he will have these type of games where the negatives aren't as crazy and he gets involved in attack especially down that left hand side when they when they did really well uh, in the back end of that game bill kickout had a you know, much better game there three offloads three tackle breaks had the try assist in there as well much better game for him but you know 60 run meters you'd like that to be a little bit more up i think they need to use him a little bit more very much like the the Panthers used him. You know, he'd be running for over 100 metres a game regularly. Not all the time he'd play 80 minutes. So I'm not sure if that's a factor. He's not someone that's in a lot of defensive work. So I think they need to sort that out a little bit. Man of the moment, Paul Alamotti. What a man. So I think SC Whisperer put up Paul Alamotti, which is uh, very true. Good looking man. Terrific footballer. Line break, two try assists. 10 tackles for two misses is fine. But when you're running for the ball for 190 metres, obviously that's with a, uh, you know, a couple of runaways there. 
he was just terrific and then didn't have to get too involved in that second half. He did a lot of his good work in that first and, and just shows what an, uh, a great fantasy asset he's going to be. He's owned by almost 50% of, of squads there. And I imagine most people played him this week, but it's just good to have a center in our squads. It's actually going to do a job week in, week out. And he looks like he's very well, very much ready for first grade. That that play at the end, just, uh, at the start there to you know, get it to add a car early, he probably could have waited a bit longer, but then making sure, oh, okay, I'm definitely going to be needed here. And then to draw two guys and, and offload it to our great man, Addo Car. I think that was an amazing effort. So well done to Alamotti. Maxi King, it looked like he wasn't going to get the huge minutes and then you know, came back on and, and played the rest of the game and because you know, he went off early. Did well with a bunch of negatives in this one. So 10 in negatives, no attacking stats in terms of you know the line break, uh, sorry, the tackle breaks or offloads. He did have a, a sneaky line break straight through the middle, uh, but that didn't help him enough to be able to get that 50 plus score that you're hoping for with Maxi there. Not many people own him, like it's not crazy, so 2%, but if you own him, he's still kicking on. Averaging 51, doing a good job there. Hayes Perham, I think he, I think he's actually going to do okay, guys. I think you know this mid 30s, sort of low to mid 30s scores that we're getting from him. I think it can continue, and we'll see him over 350 this week after the 39. And is he too expensive for your side? I think it's borderline, to be honest with you. You've got guys like Sloan who are going to be just a little bit cheaper. Perham in a better side, I'd say Sloan has a little bit more natural talent, but. Hayes there, 170 meters run. That try was you know, an easy, easier one. You know, pass back on the inside, get a, a tackle break and a, a line break and a try there. Uh, but I, yeah, as I said, I think you know mid 30s for him. Errors are, are not in his game at the moment, so that's a big sign that he will continue to get that spot. And you see guys like Avrilo who are playing really well in the centers there. Him and and Carraz are working pretty well together, and and know how to find each other, turning each other back inside when they think they're going to go over the sideline, things like that. So. I think the way that they've got their back five set up is really good signs for the dogs. And I think Perham can keep that spot and, and do a good job for you. Speaking of Karaz, just watching him play footy is really arousing. He's, he's great. You know, 255 run meters for a, a winger. And that's not including any line breaks, no extended runs there. Any you know max run that he got was about 22, 23 meters. But the majority of them, he's getting over that 10. He's getting some some tackle breaks in there. He's getting post-contact meters and he's doing a cracking job for anyone who owns him there. Is he a pickup in anyone's side? Look, at 636 and he'll be a little bit above that again with the low break even. Look, I don't think he's the play in NRL Fantasy. Supercoach, I think he's an awesome option because when he does score those tries, it obviously balloons you into those hundreds. Uh, but Karaz here, he'll have these type of games where he doesn't get the, the line breaks, the attacking stats there. And yeah, still score a mid-30s, but we're looking for him at that price to be a 50 type of scorer week in, week out. Ryan Sutton, this was a very strange one because he was out there having a, a cracker of a game. I really like him as a player. I think he's come to the dogs as a real workhorse, tackling hard when he gets the ball, he's running hard, you know, having repeat efforts sometimes. Uh, but 68 meters in that second sin, he didn't have any any run meters, obviously just tackles only, especially when the Tigers were, were scoring tries. So kind of wasn't, perfect for him in that back end in terms of the minutes that he got and that's a really important thing guys is when your middle forwards are on you want it to be no tries just back and forth tackles runs tackles runs and you know in these type of games sometimes it's, it goes in swings and roundabouts and you know dogs will score a bunch of tries uh, especially when he was on in that first stint that was scoring a bunch so that slows him and his output down 
And then in that second part, you know, the Tigers were scoring tries. And in some games, it works out perfectly. The previous two games were great for him. Uh, this one here, the 35, with you know, a few negatives and no attacking stats, offloads, and the uh, the tackle breaks and the low run meters just wasn't to be. I think he's a clear hold, though, because I'm watching him in that first half. I'm like, oh, he's scoring so well. I wish I had him in my side. I wish I started with him. And then surprisingly ends up at a 35. So definitely not someone to, to move on from your side. Donette Bateman, he's in everything, isn't he? You know, four errors though, the penalty, an inside 10, just so many negatives to start this one. He's someone that can definitely get agitated when things aren't going their way. And you saw in that first part of the game uh, when Ty, when the dogs were really dominating this one that he wasn't getting, things weren't going his way and he doesn't score as well there. His first game back as well, I think he was solid defensively. He did his job, but as I said, the negatives there, too much for him. What we want to see is his price really drop if we can get it in somewhere around that 600 mark, he gets back to an 80-minute effort and he can you know, get some attacking stats in there. He'll be a 50-plus scorer, but we need to get him in the 600s, I think, before we can safely pick him in our sides. Okay, Adam Dewey. So he's the one we need to speak about. 31 points in his 80-minute effort. He's obviously coming into this round with a bit of a foot issue. He didn't train much during the week. He got through captain's run okay. Spent the first half or so, a little bit above the first half in the sixth position, which is what we want. He did kick three goals, which is still good. Uh, ran for 123 meters. Awesome. Negatives were in there. A couple of errors, a couple of missed tackles. Obviously, no attacking stats. Him moving to fullback, dropped his tackling numbers. He did get a missed tackle one-on-one um, when, who was it that stood him up? I can't remember who it was, but yeah, stood him up through the middle there. Oh, it was Burton, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, Dewey there just... Not really what we want. And if this is going to happen going forward, it's so frustrating being, you know, having players in the Tigers, and we'll speak about the Raiders in a sec, having players in both of these teams is very frustrating. And just because they changed Dewey so much, he's a great six, and then they move him to centers. They now move him to fullback for the second part of this game, obviously not being happy with Staines. And, and really what we want is Dane Laurie to come back and, and be a, a big cog in this wheel, doing a great job. So Dewey can go back to six and, and focus on his role there because he is so damaging in that position. You saw in those first two games, he was really trying to, especially the first one, he was trying to carry them as much as he can. Uh, second one, he wasn't able to get as many opportunities. He still scored okay. And in this one, you know, he's now averaging 48.7. So him priced so high that end up, it ends up being a pretty poor decision to start with him, which sucks because it, it, was a, it was a good choice. It just hasn't worked out now that he's had sort of a 50 last week and then the 31 in this one. So we're not worried, like we're a little bit worried, but we're not, no chance we're trading him out or anything like that. Obviously there's other guys like Reynolds who've come out and had a cracking game. You'll see in the next one, Brayden Trindle came out and scored well. So if you started with any of those guys, you come out with a pretty well, you know, closer average to uh, to what Dewey's got in the first few. So very frustrating there for sure. Asuka Poa, so he had a 31. So he played 54 minutes on the edge guys. And yeah, are we gonna expect this going forward? I think so. How's it going to work, though, when, when Isaiah Papali'i comes back? So he's someone you don't really want to look at getting in your side. You know, if there's injuries, if there's whatever, he will come on and play that position. He will be on the bench, I'd imagine, next week. Same with Blory. So, yeah, crazy and unsure how we're going to, how they're going to sort that bench out, how these guys are going to Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We get the minutes, but that's where he's at at the moment. So definitely not an option for anyone's side. Someone like Offen Galway, guys, he's down to 30 minutes now, which is... Maybe because they're working him back into the season, given he has had a interrupted preseason. So he's someone we need to look at, and he's going to absolutely plummet in price. Again, if we can get him maybe in the 500s, and then he can go back to some bigger minutes if there's an injury or something like that, just keep him in your black books for sure, because he'll be a fun one. Shawnee Bloor, if you had him, guys, and you were looking for him to score well... He got 50, 56 minutes, and it's exactly what you would have liked. You know, 22 tackles. He only had 43 run meters, so not really getting involved as much as we'd like. And that can happen, obviously, with edges who aren't that type of workhorse player. And, and he's obviously a guy that you know can be damaging when he runs the ball, but can also just be a defensive type of of player there. If they, you know, he won't go and find it if they're not giving him the ball. So again, when a lot of the time he was on, they were getting beat. So yeah, not good there. Guys that were looking at Jay Cavarillo, this is the type of game, these are the majority of the games he will play. He looks like he'll be solid, he runs the ball pretty well, but lots of missed tackles, couple of errors in his game, and back to a 19 this week. So very frustrating there. Nofaluma went off with 50, uh, 52 minutes and only 17 points, and, and that included a couple of offloads in there as well. So not nice at all for David, and if you own him, very upsetting. But let's move on to the final game of the round, and that was the Raiders up against the Sharks, which... I tipped the Raiders, thankfully. I just you know, saw without Hines going back to finally going to play in Canberra. And yeah, they're a bit of a bogey team for, for a lot of a lot of squads there. And thankfully, they got away with this one. And, and well done to owners of a few of these players up top here because they've scored well. There's a bunch in this game that did really well. And, and you see Tomoko up there and you know, shows that all these centers can have their big games. And he wasn't averaging too well, sort of in the low 30s over the first few. And then this one comes out with a 68, the three offloads to hand, the four tackle breaks, 22 tackles for no misses, the line break try and a couple of line break assists. That was a terrific game for him down that right-hand side for the Raiders. And could you expect this going forward? I think still every three games, something like that is going to be pretty standard for Matty Tomoko because he's a a very talented player. Britton Nakora, a lovely start to his uh, 2023 campaign as well with a 67 in this one, averaging 60 across the first three. This is what he can do. So don't, you know, his price is 706, guys. So he is a 50-point scorer on a regular basis. He will have, you know, a few weeks like this where he scores tries, then he'll get back into the mid-40s type of player, score a couple of tries back to mid-40s. So keep that in mind when you're looking at Britton Nakora. Tommy Starling, is he back? Is he back? That is the question that we'll all be asking. Those that have played fantasy for multiple years know the effect that Ricky Stewart can have on his players. We see Joe Tarpany there with two weeks of 47 minutes and he is playing incredible footy without you know doing anything expansive. His base stats, for example, Tarpany have been incredible and that's what saved him from scoring 45s, really. Like, you know, you get him there with 47 minutes, he comes out and gets a 60 
again, it just, you know, it'd be lovely if he was to get some more minutes. If we're looking at someone like Starling, we know each and every year he's an absolute gun if he can get, you know, big minutes. And this and this game with Danny Levi going down, Starling got the 78. So basically the full game in the hooking position, he picked up two tries, he picked up 55 tackles and ran 56 meters as well. So he's someone that's just in there doing everything. And I think he's, I think he's a good hooker. Like you see here, as I said, he put a couple of guys over, obviously Horsburgh, um, yeah, you know, helped those guys, helped him get a try, for example, and yeah, the other boys there. So he can do everything. And our worry going forward is Wolford. Now Levi looks like he's got a broken jaw. If Wolford comes back and you know takes that thirty-minute role like he did last year, then that's going to kill us. And you know every chance that Wolford's not going to be named in this squad. Starling gets the eighty minutes in these first couple of weeks because he played really well in this one. And then Sticky just goes, yeah, that's right, Starling, back to your 40, back in your box, back to your 45 to 50 minute efforts and back to your 40 odd point scoring. And you look at him there, he's over 600K, you will be after this. Uh, he scored really well over the first few in that nine roll and then moving to the middle. And will he trap us? I'm not sure. Big congrats to Corey Horsburgh. Amazing game for him. 50 minutes in this one for 65 points and he kicks off this year with a nice average of 49 so he'll start to to build on his price rises after losing 11k with you know a bit of a low game in that first one so Corey, awesome work for him tarpany as we said just the 38 tackles no misses one offload one tackle break and 170 meters he gets through so much work when he's on the park if he can get 55, 60 minutes, he'd be an absolute top gun. And there will be a stage at this point, at some point of the year where I think he will get it. When that's going to be is going to be the big question mark because they, they aren't playing Josh Papali'i with an injury at the moment and Joey still cannot get the massive minutes. So very frustrating for him and those that own him. But very thankfully, the last couple of weeks, he's picked up that 60 for you and you know, won't be losing too much cash. You know, he's, you've bought him as a gun, hoping that he'd be able to exceed that and get him to the 800s. It hasn't happened, but two nice scores in a row will keep you happy, that's for sure. Teague, bloody Wilton. Gosh, I wish I just started with him over Egan Butcher. That'd be... Ugh, ugh. He was a little bit cheaper as well, about 20K cheaper. Don't know why we did it to ourselves. We thought Egan Butcher was that much more of a workhorse and then they had a lovely start to their... Uh, their campaign, the Roosters, and that just hasn't you know, shown. And, and this is where a mistake happened. Yeah, we, we thought that maybe Egan had a little bit more upside in both you know, defensive work and also the attack. And it shows that picking an out-and-out edge more than often is going to work best. So that's where this one happened. So if you picked Wilton, there's not a, a big chunk. So a lot of people actually faded him or they... They went a bit cheaper with Eli Katoa and these types of guys. So that was the other option. It was either go with Butcher or Wilton, I think. And yeah, a lot of people didn't even go for one of them. And then they went just cheaper with the arrow with Katoa, with Jackson uh, with Jackson Ford and these types of players. So awesome game for T. A nice 58 with 41 tackles, 170 meters. We said this was in his game. Probably not that much, uh, that many uh, in terms of um, base stats there. Holy moly, it all just updated as I was making this video. There you go. Ah, oh, Trindle's gone up. Of course he has. <laughs> all right, so let's just quickly run that, run through that again. Starling up to 70. Wow, he's uh, how are we going to get him in our sides for sure? Nicor up to 67. That's actually crazy while I'm making this, it goes up. Hudson Young, let's talk about him then before we, um, before we move on. So Hudson, a, a big improving game for him. We spoke about him last week as being a guy that had two absolute shockers, down 106K. And you know, these are the type of games that we expect from him going forward because you know, 82 meters wasn't even 
isn't even amazing, but it's the rest of his games, the turnover tackles that he can provide, it's the offloads, the tackle breaks, the tries, which haven't come. Only 29 tackles there, and he still picks up a 60. So he was awesome. Definitely have him on your radar as he will still go down this week. And that 60 will kind of level him out a little bit. So low 600s is probably where it's going to be. And that's that. Joe Tarpany down to 56 now. So that's not ideal at all. Um, yeah, it's definitely not what you're looking for if you would like to go well. Um, that neg four. So yeah, sorry guys. Sorry guys. Teague Wilton down to 56. So good for us non-owners. <laughs> that's for sure. Abel Hobwadi with his 56. He's too expensive, guys. Don't lock him in. He had a good game there. Jamal Fogg, so 55 for him in this one. That was good, you know, because those first few games were not, that is for sure. So, yeah, 412 kick meters, a couple of force dropouts, a much better game for him overall with the goals, you know, across the park. This is why a bunch of people selected him, was that he's, yeah, he was able to, to do a great job across the park at a slightly cheaper price, you know, at 700K, priced at about 50 there. All right, Trindle, can you please stop playing? You're so good. You're so good. I was hoping you were going to play one week and then you only played three. Three weeks, like I look back on that, I'm like, that's such a long time, hey. It feels like such a long time, I should say, but it's only three weeks. And you know, even at the start, you go, oh, him with three weeks, he can probably average 45 and, and make you 100K. But it looked like at worst, it was going to be a couple of weeks. There was still no news on Heinz. We've, said we've, we've gone through this a million times. But him, you know, 40-20 in there. Couple of tries this there, kicking some goals. He he's just so good at footy, and you know they've they're in good hands basically. Hines go down, they go to him. Moylan goes down, they go to him as well. But they obviously didn't win this game, and they they've won one out of their first three. So they'll be welcoming Hines back. And I think the loss helps them get Hines back. I know they're they're not going to push him to get back, but I still think that that's something that is going to play a factor in getting Nico back and then starting to win some games. Fanukin's still another great game, guys, so he's going to go up in price again. Not really an option. The centers and the outside backs uh, the and the full, uh, the wing, wingers here, Talakai, Malatalo, Ramian, all having good games, doing their job. Talakai's such a big body. It's crazy. Uh, but also, not really options at this point. Ramian, a much better game from him to bring his average up. They're all in the mid-30s at the moment. Blakey Braley, 44 on his time out in the park. He did a good job, but yeah, not good enough. Five missed tackles, no running. I think he needs to run the footy a bit more. Obviously, we know in fantasy he needs that. Otherwise, he's not really an option. Seb Chris at fullback. Again, I hope no one has him. Will Kennedy, he's a really, really good player. I'm impressed with how he goes out in the park and uh, definitely improving his fantasy output as well. So if you started with him, you're making some cash. You're up about sort of 60 plus K now, which is good. Oregon Kafusi has you know, been really, really good for this squad. He just gets through his work, gets to pl gets his play to balls quick and does a good job. Uh, Solo, if you picked him, Solo, sorry, uh, he does a great job. He runs hard, tackles hard, just does it in the, the short minutes that he gets. Emre Gula, again, small minutes for him. Nothing special. Cam McInnes, he'll, he'll continue to go down now, guys. 38 is his average after having a decent one last game. Uh, wasn't to be in this one. Trey Mooney got his first bit of game time for the year with six. And Harley Smith-Shields end up, you know, he was a 22. He's down to a 20 now, which is not ideal at all. Uh, just not really much for him in this game. 100 meters game. Did have a turnover tackle and one offload. 10 tackles, one miss. So 20 for him. Kind of stunts his price rises. You know, he's, he's got, uh, you know, 24 is his average at 270k there not exactly what you like do you have to hold him i suggest you probably should be holding him to be honest with you 
um, as to how you should be playing that one. Okay, then we'll just go quickly go through the updates in here with the Tigers game. So Brent Naden gets moved up to 61, which is crazy. Preston stays. Utukamanu keeps his as well. Alamotti up to 50. That's delightful there. Coruscant up to 50 as well. Reedy stayed the same at 48. So good news again for non-owners. Uh, Perham up to 41. So that is nice for owners of him. Karaz up to 38. You see Sutton go down one to, to 34. Dewey, 33, a couple of points. I think I'm clearly going to stay above 800, guys. Go me. I think I'm just about 805, 810 with all these updates. So that's that there. Uh, yeah, Dewey, that's kind of it, isn't it? Blory, oh, Blory up to 27. So good news. He got an extra five points. So I don't know where that came from. Where did that come from? That's weird. doesn't even... I'll have to go back and check that in the video, uh, what I was talking about. Avrilo up as well, and Jaden Tanner. So that's that video, guys. That's the the wrap-up for the week. There's you know, going to be a lot of question marks as to what you do with your squad. Do you look to double trade again? Do you look to maybe preserve one or preserve two? I know the, the wing fullback position could be a little bit strange with guys like Warbrick this week. I know a lot of people are ready to rage trade him. Uh, but you know, if he's continuing to play in this side, I think you need to keep him. Whether you play him or not, if you pick up another wing fullback, if you pick up a center this week, we have all the Roosters guys on by, so there's a lot to, to think about with that as to what you do with those Roosters guys. And I think there's definitely a few of them you should hold and, and potentially a few that you trade out of your side. That's kind of the strategy in thinking this week as to, you know, if you've max traded the first few weeks, I still think that you can do it again. And if you're still not sitting too pretty, I think it's, you know, I think it's fair to be able to do that. But definitely uh, a lot of... Yeah, a lot of thinking to be done with your squad just to continue to to look forward over the next few weeks and and look at the decisions your you know the big decisions on your side and and you know progressing into that next few weeks and then you look almost looking ahead uh to that sort of buys for tigers the the raiders there and the storm guys and how many of those guys and you have in your team and and do you have a, a bunch of them that you're looking to maybe trade out eventually that they're, they're not going to be keepers like the lieros um, the Eli Katoas and stuff like that. How long do you keep those guys? All the questions you probably need to look at now a little bit um, and just focus really closely right now on the Roosters, the Titans, and the Sharks, which we'll have that video. We'll go through those next three games and what you should be, uh, what type of moves you should be making over the next three weeks. But uh, I hope you had a great weekend of footy. Thankfully, it wasn't riddled with HIAs and suspensions. So, very good news, apart from Egan, Wade Egan, I think he's probably the only one that's going to be clearly out next week. So that's that. Good luck, guys, next week, and hope you enjoy the round results video. 